This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at Reach PLC. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Will from work, a streamer extraordinaire. Will, how are you getting on? You all right? Very happy to be on. Thanks for having me. It's the first ever podcast, so uh, yeah, hopefully let you behind the uh, the office curtain, so to speak. <laughs> well, I'll try and be kind. We're On this podcast, it's all about education. I'm not going to try and catch you out or anything. It's all about learning about you, learning about your motivations, learning about what, what you're up to, what your plans are for the future. And um, it's really interesting what you're doing because it's a very unique selling point that you've got in terms of the will from work uh, persona, if you like. But we'll come on to that a bit later on. I just wanted to get a bit of background from you. Was there a moment in your life where something changed and you thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to dive into it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, um, I, I always like, love video games. Obviously, any streamer will tell you that from the outset. Like, that's obviously part and parcel of it. Like, I used to uh, compete in Halo 3, like, when I was sort of 17, around that kind of period when MLG used to be quite big. So I was always into, like, competitive gaming. And then uh, I sort of went to university and did the whole usual thing. I did a undergrad and a master's as well. And, and the whole World From Work persona, like this, this actual tie I used to wear in my first ever job when I was 18. I, I didn't go to uni for a while and then I did go. And around the whole thing was that, yes, this is all good stuff that's happened in my life. I'm going in the right direction. But there's always this like, you know, you get a lingering thing. Actually, there's something else I want to try. And I think that a lot of people have that feeling, have that feeling of like, I could be a bit more, maybe just give something a go and see what happens. And and for me, that's what kind of inspired me to re- really just start doing, just start uploading, see what happens. And that's really where I came from. It's just like a kind of a desire for something more. And I think that a lot of people can maybe relate to that. And I think that it's never more relevant, I think, than when we're at work, because none of us really want to, we do like work. Let's, let, there's things that are meaningful about work, for sure. But like, there's definitely an element of like, we'd love to be playing video games instead. So I think that's kind of, uh, that's kind of where where it comes from really did you build yourself up to it or was it was there just like one one or two days where you thought you know what i'm just gonna do it i'm just gonna do it now no i think i think a lot of people could probably relate to this i absolutely like thought about it for a lot longer before i started doing it you know i I started when i was 26 and that's probably a bit of a regret like i kind of should have started a bit younger and this is the shirt and tie i used to wear in that job collecting debts i just kind of like thought about it and then yeah uploaded in december 2019 just the worst to watch back yeah i just progressed and carried on you think about it for a long time and then it finally gets it finally gets going i think it's a very different beast like in the early days when you're thinking about doing it it's so exciting you're just dreaming you're thinking and then when it finally starts happening it's like it's actually it can be a little bit strange like it changes everything even though i'm not by any means like a huge dreamer like it changes everything about your life in a really strange way did you have any streamers that you watched on a daily basis and thought i want to be like them or i wanted to aspire to their platform I mean, yeah, absolutely. Not to disrespect. 
100%. I just loved so much like the character element, being a kind of exaggerated version of yourself just allows you to have fun. One thing that I hate about streaming personally, there can be quite a lot of inauthenticity, I guess. I think sometimes people are very much building up brands and very much following each other and going around in circles and this kind of like trend. And people aren't bad for doing it because it's pop culture, I guess. And that's why people try to be trendy. But I love the idea of just like doing something funny and making people laugh. It just lets you, I mean, like Dr. Disrespect, he said, he said in a podcast that it just lets you be like young again and just be stupid and have that kind of like childish carelessness of just doing something ridiculous. But like, it's mm. the most fun. So definitely Dr. Disrespect. I mean, I do watch other stream as well. Like I, I watch a lot of um, pro league uh, of any game, really. any, any competitive gamer I'll watch. Like I like watching some of those Apex players like that Timmy guy. I've been watching him recently and I like that as well. It's really interesting to talk about that authenticity thing because like you said, there's a lot of um, influencers, streamers, whatever you want to call them that... They, they try and portray a character as themselves, like this is me, whereas... Yeah. So if you create a character and you're saying to people, this is a character, this isn't yeah. me, this isn't my personal, this is me being a character, does yeah. that make it easier from a not only a privacy point of view, but also from a creative point of view, you can do a little yeah. bit more? Yeah, that's what people forget. People forget so much that, um, you know, so much of streaming i mean streaming is one thing but it's all part of a bigger picture of content creation and you need that instant recognizable thing and so yeah certainly with the creativity you can start playing around with certain tropes i'll often scream the same certain things hr will be in touch when you destroy somebody instantly <laughs> be like that's ridiculous and then they can maybe also just relate to it as well so you can like encapsulate a lot of like shared feeling that people have and make people laugh and have and just be silly with it and that kind of puts you in a difficult position because you know you can't really get like so many brand deals probably as easily if you're just like not trendy but that's certainly uh certainly definitely definitely a thing i mean inauthenticity is the same across anything to do with pop culture though you know because it's a constant struggle between people trying to stay relevant and people trying to like entertain so yeah a lot of people who just end up doing things that other people do because it's the trend and then they don't really stick out and that's kind of what happens and the will from work work persona was that something that you you've had in your mind all the way through or was it something that you've you've thought about different things or is that very always much what you wanted that, to... very much something that like i wanted to do for like about six months i said before i did anything i think i recorded me playing PUBG in like 20 it was ages ago it was like the august august 2019 i didn't start doing this till 20 until the december that year so like i played around with it for sure and i just thought a bit like i say it just came from like what is my motivation like what what's happened in my life I'm, i was in a job at the time i didn't really enjoy i wanted to mock the world of work a little bit because all of us kind of like we we, we kind of have that deep-seated thing so yeah no it's definitely a thought out thing for sure but in terms of like the actual stuff that happens on a stream or the entertainment that stuff is very much like that's in the moment. None of that's like thought out. It's just like, it's just very natural. I had, I had something I wanted to express. It was like, I want to play, I'm, I'm an office worker seeking to be something more and that's what it is. And then that's just basically where it came from. And then obviously the will from work, I borrowed it from like, I just read some like marketing blog or something that was talking about the power of three or something like that, which is like <laughs> three words, ideally three syllables, like just do it. Yes, we can. I'm with her. Like it's, it's like the go-to. Yeah, exactly. Hands, face, space. So I was like, will from work. Perfect. So um, three syllables, three words. I was like, W on either end. I was like, yeah, that, that works. Have you had time to kind of step back and, you know, when you're on a stream and there's a 
you know, a couple of thousand people on your stream. Do you ever get time during the stream when you look at how many people are watching you? Say yeah. if it's a thousand or a couple of thousand of people. A thousand would be a dreamland scenario, more like a hundred. The most I've had is like 350, other than when yeah. I've been raided by big streamers, but yeah, 350, something like that. But that's, if you think about that in real terms, 350 people, that's a lot of people still. It's a lot of people. Yeah, it's weird. It, I mean, like, like last night I got raided by Symphony. I don't know if you Symphony. It's like one of the 100 Thieves creators. First time where I've had like, I mean, it was like four and a half thousand people. And then for the whole stream, it maintained, you know, to, I think it eventually dropped down to something like 600, but sort of maintained. And uh, that's the first taste I've had of it being like crazy levels, like thousands of viewers. And it, it does, it feels weird. Like you start playing differently. You start like, uh, it feels strange. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't realize how like, comfortable i'd initially become with my usual viewership and then when suddenly you're like oh that you're conscious like oh that's actually like a lot of people that's like that feels really strange and also also like with tiktok and things like that like when you have something that's like multiple millions of views on that it's kind of weird i mean in the early days it used to freak me out a lot more now now it's like i get happy about that but in the early days i was like this is really strange you want more viewership obviously and i think one thing i try to do is i try to like just perform a little bit more so I, I won't engage with the chat focus on the game and focus on the entertainment value a bit more start being more ridiculous that sort of thing and how do you find the balance between because if people don't know listening to the podcast you've got a full-time job it's not just having a full-time job i have a full-time job and i have a I have a girlfriend and i have a family and i have a social life and i have lots of things ultimately with something like this i think one thing that i think i've always thought even before I did streaming, I did all sorts of things. I used to do quite a lot of volunteering stuff. I used to do things in my spare time. I get quite restless and there's just so many hours in the day. I mean, <clears throat> you have to make sacrifices, obviously. I mean, the way that I kind of grew quite a lot was on YouTube and that was by daily posting and working full time and recording. This was kind of pre even getting into Twitch. 6 a.m. in the morning is when I edited like 6 till six till 8 30, something like that. In the weekend, I would be, I'd be editing videos. Most people, that won't be most people's cup of tea. There is time. You just have to find the time. It, it annoys me when people give excuses as to why they're not trying, but you can, you can make it happen. You just have to put in the effort and the sacrifice. And also you have to have very supportive people around you, like my girlfriend. You have to have people who uh, believe in you and are willing to also make sacrifices. Because obviously if you stream five days a week or whatever, it's, it's, you're not going to have as much time in the evenings, but then you just build your schedule around that, have discussions, be open about it. Like, Let's do like let's make sure we do these things in the time when I'm not streaming. Let's kind of just make sure we can achieve a balance. That's my big advice to anyone who wants to get into into streaming. Maintain certain things in your life because you have to kind of be healthier. Otherwise, it can become quite all-consuming and overwhelming that pursuit to like be a streamer. I mean, even for me now, like I'm not a huge streamer. I'm a Twitch partner, but you know, there's still a lot a lot more to do. And I think that I can sometimes find myself slipping into the like obsessive thoughts of like what I could do more. And it's really really important. Because I think that can be so rough for your mental health and it's not discussed either. This, this, this like relentless, I'm on the grind attitude. It's like you just stream for 24 hours. That is, that's not like, okay. And maybe as a one-off event, but as you find some people who are like, oh yeah, I'm just doing these demon hours. I'm playing video games like 4 a.m. in the morning, like every day. And it's like, it's not sustainable if you do that. You have to find a balance. I mean, obviously I'd love to be a full-time streamer, but the reality is just financially, I can't do it just yet. So hopefully one day I'll be able to, if people keep, you know, subscribing with Prime, just it's not a plug, but it is what it is. <laughs> then there's more of a, more of a chance, but got to keep on keeping on and keep grinding away, as I just said, and hopefully things will 
change. I'm glad you brought that up because we've talked to a lot of content creators, streamers. And one thing that we've always talked about is that a lot of young people, not just young people, people of all ages, you hear people say, oh, they've got such an easy job. They're just playing video games. They're just, you know, <laughs> people don't realize the sacrifices behind the camera, yeah. what the sacrifices you have to make, the work you have to put in YouTube and Twitch at the same time. There's yeah. editing involved. You've got to make all your graphics. You've got to buy the equipment. Yeah, absolutely. If you do want to do it as a career, it's great that the career is out there and it's an op- opportunity for people, but you've got to really want to do it. It's not just something you can do half-hearted and try it and see if it works. It's something you 100%. have to throw yourself into. There are, I, th- I always think there's like three things. There's like, you have to have a bit of talent. Yep. So you kind of have to have the charisma side of things if you want to, if you want to do it. Then you have to kind of have the skill in terms of like if you're doing videos and you can work on those you can like like i i learned everything i do through youtube everything i do i learned through youtube tutorials and then obsession that's what that's what separates people from the very very top like if you there's a website called twitch tracker just look at the top streamers and look at how much they stream and you'll just see a clear a clear correlation between hours streamed and views but you can see in the early days how they ramped up what they were doing and they start to get more interest if, you, if you're more widely available. And that's, that's tough, that's sacrifice, that's hard work. And you're doing that and you're getting up in the morning to edit. After you stream, you have to edit. You have to do so much stuff outside behind the scenes. So it's all, it's all well and done being an amazing video game player. It's all well and done learning the skills, but ultimately you just have to really, really like slave away at the other things. But as I say, like it is so important to have balance. I think that it's something that's really not spoken enough about in, in the mm-hmm. video gaming world. It's just like, you know, you need to keep on top of your health. I think it's just, it's something that saddens me a lot. I see a lot of streamers that just let, really letting their health slide. And it's just like, it's sad because it's just like, I think they feel a need to constantly stream. As I'm just saying, there's that weird tension mm-hmm. between like, you have to be visible, but then you have to kind of have to keep on top of your, of your personal life as well. But that's not to say you, got, you should give it a go. One thing I wanted to say throughout all of this is that if you want to stream, you should just just absolutely try. Mm-hmm. You might not make Twitch partner, but you'll learn so much along the way because you'll develop skills. You will do those things and you will get more confident. A lot of the time, people doubt themselves. But the one thing I want to say more than anything, I'm saying all this stuff about balance. You just got to give it a whirl. Just like go for it. Like also, like, it's different for me because I'm in my late 20s. So like I've got responsibilities and things like that that I have to see to. And I have to kind of, if I was 21 doing this, I'd probably be a very different beast. I'd probably be streaming Everything I'm saying right now would not be saying. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, uh, nice to meet you, Nathan. Yeah, I stream like I'm famous for streaming 18 hours a day. I've been doing it for like three <laughs> years. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's definitely not something to be to be uh, taken lightly. If you really want to get to like Twitch partner levels, you have to really put in the work. And all the things you've spoken about, did you know that before you started, or is this stuff that you've learned along the way that you're feeding back? What did you think <sighs> going into it? I don't think I did really understand that when I started. Because when I started, I didn't really intend to be a streamer. It's kind of weird. I kind of intended to be a YouTuber. Um, And I didn't really know what I was doing. It was just like the pandemic and I was like having a bit of fun with it. And I was like, we'll just see what happens with this. I was playing like variety games back then. And then Warzone came out and I started playing Warzone. And then that's really when I started streaming. I started live streaming Warzone and things started looking uh, a lot better um, on the streaming front. But I think um, I didn't know that. But I think you definitely get cautioned a lot on those like YouTube but you see a lot of those YouTube videos where they're like kind of trying to, um, I don't know if you know Alpha Gaming, there's these kind of like channels where they'll like basically advise streamers on how to set up their stream, you know, the things to be yeah. aware of, things to not be aware of, that sort of thing. So I watch a lot of that and obviously you hear a lot in there about the kind of crazy hours worked and all that sort of thing. And But one thing I would say is like, it, it, yes, you do work, you do put in a lot of extra time in your spare time, 
but it's not like it is fun if it's not fun like you shouldn't be doing it like if you're not if you're not enjoying it why are you doing it you've got to just kind of enjoy yourself with it but so yeah no i didn't really know i didn't really expect it to be quite so i didn't expect to be getting up at 6 a.m to edit videos but but it became part of the challenge and part of what excited me about streaming for sure yeah you mentioned that you're not a full-time streamer obviously you've got a full-time job with commitments but you said your long-term goal is to be a full-time streamer. How close do you think you are to that? Have you worked out a level that you need to be at? Yeah, I, th- I think, um, well, it's, it's really tough because because I kind of blew up during the pandemic. It's really hard for me to assess the stability of things because we're in a period now where everyone's viewership is like halved. Things have really like slowed down for a lot of people across the board. You get more tentative and more nervous about taking those sorts of risks. For me, it's just like you can't get a mortgage without a salary, really, with like a full-time salary. It's very, very tough to do that. Um, so yeah, you need you need to get I need to get some of those things sorted and ironed out, and then there's more of a realistic chance. One thing that stresses me out a lot is that there's this tension between you know kids and would I like hugely mm. regret you know sacrificing that financial security or whatever, and can I live with myself knowing that I willingly forewent you know savings money that I could have invested in their life. That sticks with me the most about the decision about going full time. I think about those sorts of things and those are things that I want to do. I think, yeah, I definitely have like an idea though. It'd have to be like a couple of thousand. It so fluctuates and you just don't know what's going to happen because I've, I've only been streaming for 11 months. It's going to be a year on Twitch. I've streamed before that on YouTube, but it'd be a year on Twitch uh, in, in November. So it's hard to know. I haven't got enough data to make that informed decision. But there's also part of me that thinks like you have to pull out the safety net sometimes to really give it your all. If you pull out the safety net, sometimes that inspires you to work 10 times harder. So it could happen as soon as next year. You just don't know. I actually removed a sub goal from my stream. I used to have sub goals and then I found myself focusing on that too much, not focusing on entertaining and producing content. So um, I've dropped all that sub goal stuff. I'm very conscious we've gone to like the end and the long term thing rather. I want to go right back to the start just quickly. When you first started streaming to one or two people or, or no one, how yeah. difficult was that? How how difficult a barrier was that to get over? I was actually a weird case in point because I, before I started doing live streams, I built up a decent audience elsewhere and I was able to kind of draw that audience from TikTok over to the Twitch stream. So I actually, on Twitch, I mean, on YouTube, yes, I used to, st- I think that I, in the early days, it was more like eight people, eight to 10 people I used to stream to once a week on YouTube. Mm. But if you're there to entertain and have a good time, that shouldn't really matter. Like you're just there. Mm experimenting and having a laugh and the people respond to that and that's that's the good time that's how you have a good time is you just like you don't worry about the viewers you just literally are having a laugh and then people will love that they might they might stick around and watch some more and and then there's also you know if you're worrying about the viewers and you're not entertaining i mean what clips are you going to have at the end of your stream to like actually share you have to think of it as like a conveyor belt like even if you have no viewers you have one or two viewers you're still streaming you still should still be recording and you still got an opportunity to get a clip or something funny that happens that can then blow you up a bit more and then you know it's all part of it so if you haven't got many viewers my advice would be like consider it your recording time basically it, it, you're, you're you're trying to you're trying to get content and you can use that elsewhere you can still engage with those people for sure still worthwhile but yeah i mean i i, I never had the one or two thing like on twitch i've only ever had partner levels because because i did this thing called the switch to twitch which i used to go on about which was like we're making the switch to twitch because i was switching from youtube to live streaming stuff so then i just basically drew over the people from youtube and tiktok to twitch just kind of accelerated from there really we talked about a lot of things a lot of advice for streamers and people just starting out and i'm aware you might have said this already but what's the one thing that you would say to yourself 
before you started? Wow. Um, <clears throat> what's the one thing I'd say to myself? That's a really weird question. I should have thought about this because this is a classic question. Um, <laughs> it is a classic journalist question. It's a classic journalist question. Um, Always got that in my app. I'd probably say it's really hard. I don't know if I would tell him to change anything. That's the thing. That's the weird thing, isn't it? If things are going quite well, you don't really want to go back and say, do something different. Especially because the mistakes tend to help you as well, don't they? In, they in make the long you who run, you so. are. And so you're going to make mistakes. So, But I think one thing I would say is like, obsess about it less like it just became all consuming in the early days like oh what if i did this 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 and uh it would just it was just she was she used to get so mad like so annoyed about me just constantly thinking and talking about it. i'd be like really try to park it and leave it there but then maybe i wouldn't have been so obsessive and then maybe i wouldn't be streaming today so it's kind of a weird one i know there's definitely things i could have done to grow my stream more that i haven't done but then i don't know if i really want to do it following trends and things on tiktok i, I i've never done like a like the trend videos. So so like a classic trend we have in the Warzone community is like people go like, I've got this new loadout that's going to be meta. And here are the attachments. <laughs> yeah. And they display yeah. the attachments for half a second. So they have to watch it again to see it. And it yeah, amps up the yeah. watch time and it gets shared. And then people comment and go, no, this is the wrong attachments. It's like pure bait. And But people yeah, have yeah. grown like massive followings from doing it. I never yeah. did it. I think I should have been, I think I should have been, and I think I should still be maybe a bit less hesitant to do certain trend thing. It's like part of the game, I suppose. But also maybe one thing is to actually not do too much in the way of scripted, organized content. It sounds mm -hmm. weird. I think a lot of people will do that on, on social media platforms. I do like a lot of scripted content and they, and they, I think actually just clips of you being genuine. The times where I've just been more myself and not actually like done anything too scripted, too much talking to camera, like more like organic stuff is when it's the best stuff. I used to spend yeah. so much time thinking about what would be good, but I think just organic content is the best. The point you made there is something I've had to adapt to with, um, obviously me and Matt, we've started the Level Up YouTube channel. We're going to continue to post content on there. We're trying to get that moving and you can mm -hmm. go and subscribe. Anyone who's listening, just search <laughs> for Level Up Esports and Gaming on YouTube. But <laughs> you mentioned there about trends and the word clickbait gets banded around a lot, especially in my industry. You have to be very careful, particularly with Facebook and Google, that your headlines aren't clickbaity. You're not withholding too much information from a headline, but with YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, seems to be it. the opposite. Clickbait is, <laughs> is the thing that it generates is. the most. That's something I've really struggled to get my head it's around. Required. It's required. It's required. Well, yeah. I mean, you've got like a you've got a fleeting moment to get people's attention. Yeah. Like on the on on YouTube, for example, the thumbnail has to be great, and the and yeah. the title has to be has to draw you in. So that's what it is. It's it's the long and short of it. Similarly, like on things like Twitch channels, do things like that, which would encourage someone to click. You know, so that, that's why clickbait is always used. One thing you have to have, you have to have a combination. You have to go in with the mindset of like, whoever comes into this channel, like often with clickbait articles, like if you're talking about like, you know, like, I don't know, Buzzfeed style things, things like that, not to slander anyone yeah. too particular, but like <laughs> certain places that do use more clickbait stuff, or those ads at the bottom, you might click on it, but the content that's actually within is usually terrible. The content has to be good because it's not just the clickbait. It's do they watch more than three seconds? Do they watch more than a minute? Do they share it? Do they comment? So you have to be kind of definitely uh, use clickbait, but use it with good content for sure. That's a great, a great point because sometimes you, you see an article when you click it and it's just drivel. It's just a says nothing in it and it's drew you in. You think, oh, I've been done there. I've been, oh, you know, I've clicked a headline or whatever. But like you said, if it's if you're if you're using a clickbaity title of a video, if you like, or a clickbaity uh, picture but your actual content is good mm -hmm. people will still will stick around and think okay yeah, yeah the headline wasn't great they're not going to think about 
what the video no. is called. They're going to think about the v- content within the video. Exactly. And like people expect it. Like no, no one's going to yeah. see clickbait and go, oh, I can't believe this person's using clickbait. Like it's, just the, it's what <laughs> yeah. people expect. Everyone does it. Yeah, everyone does it. Do you think part of being a streamer and you, obviously you YouTube as well, yeah. adapting because things do change, don't they? The YouTube algorithm, yeah, the way Twitch works. Yeah, so pivoting yeah. Is, is a huge thing. Tough for me because I play one game, so it's a bit tough in that yeah. regard. So people like pivot around the content within the game. So like certain types of videos become the kind of videos people want to watch. I'm much, I'm not yeah. so good at that. There's some, there are some masters out there at that sort of thing who are much better on the YouTube front. Um, yeah, I, it's, that's the thing about YouTube I find tough is like the tags. I don't know what to put half the time, things like that. Mm. So I find that really, really tough. The beautiful thing, TikTok. I mean, I can't, I can't say enough about TikTok. Like the reason that I'm here today is because of TikTok. And so even if you have a YouTube channel, you might think like the Google, uh, you know, SEO system is fantastic for drawing in viewers. But like TikTok's discoverability, it literally goes like serves to four people or something. It's like, it, do they like this? Serve it to more. Do they like this? Serve it to more. It's less. Yeah. Mu- I think it's, it's. It seems to be that your content gets pushed out much more. You get like channels with like two hundred viewers on TikTok or two hundred followers on TikTok, and they'll have like a three and a half million video that just goes completely bananas because it's just it just mm. seems to focus much more on the content and it's yeah. short form and all the rest of it. So, I think with stuff like search engine stuff, all that sort of thing, you need to worry less about that and more like what are the most discoverable easy to watch platforms and can i draw people over from it basically you mentioned you play the one game which is warzone yeah, um, yeah. And i've w- I watched a few and I've, I've really enjoyed them and how you call people colleagues and like hr a lot and, it's a collective yeah it's yeah. really cool it's really cool have you have you pinpointed any games that are coming out in the future that you think might be an opportunity for you like you talked about halo the new halo is coming yeah. out soon you've got yeah. battlefield is there any games that you're looking at yeah, so for me, like I'm primarily a battle royale streamer because I like the high stakes nature of battle royale games. You just can't replicate like when there's a big moment and like a huge moment that keeps you alive in a battle royale game. Like just the multiplayer game doesn't really do it. So I think as much as I love Halo, it's kind of shot itself in the foot by not having a battle royale on launch. I just think it's not going to mm. stay relevant. I think it's still good to sprinkle in other games occasionally. Um, but like, yeah, you definitely will still main Warzone because they're doing this big integration with their new game coming out. It should be a bit of a refresher or it will like p- fall to the ground and be destroyed. And, and but I think for me, because I'm in like a community of streamers, you can kind of keep an eye on quite common for streamers. Yeah. You see what other people are playing. And if a certain trend emerges where more of your viewers are playing it, more of the streamers are playing it, then I think then that's when it makes sense to switch. I'm so impressed by people who are like full-time variety streamers. Like that says a lot about how good you are at entertaining people because people will come and watch you play whatever. Like that is incredible. Um, but no, not really. I think I think Battlefield 2042 is a bit of a weird one. I feel like hype about it, but I think that's just to do with the sheer amount of problems that there were with Warzone, its anti-cheat system and, and it kind of like falling off and people are like, oh yeah, this is going to be it. This is what's going to save. This is going to be it. This is a new game. And I just don't think it's going to happen. I just, I've been watching a bit of the the beta i saw a lot of streamers saying that they were less impressed they were expecting a bit more but then you also don't want to play the same game forever but Mm. there's just no game that's come out i don't know if it's the pandemic there's nothing that's come out that's like the clear and obvious game to play like when fortnite came out if you're a twitch partner you are perfectly placed to just ride this massive wave it's like it's just a no-brainer everyone's playing this game everyone no matter the age is playing fortnite i think we were just waiting for something to come out. and fortnite came out of the came out of nowhere like no one was going like yeah our oh, fortnite's coming out and it just blew up and people like ninja things like that was just so perfect but there's just nothing really like that right now i don't know what yeah. i don't know what it would be i just had something on the whole um anti-cheat hacking stuff because i've watched a, a number of your sh- streams 
Will. And mm. um, firstly, they're really entertaining. Oh, what a brown nose. <laughs> but secondly, like, Hacken's become such a big part of con- your content creation and other streamers' content creation. Yeah. There's always videos on hacking and TikToks on hacking. Yeah. If it goes away completely, firstly, do you think it'll <laughs> ever go away completely? And secondly, what does that do for your content in terms of in terms of like where you take it from there when you haven't? That got is those- a really interesting observation because that is absolutely something that we've all noted as content creators because we talk we talk behind and off stream on stream and off stream. You know, like definitely, like people feel um, we all have realised that the hacking content does really really well because people are so annoyed about hacking, they'll comment and that boosts the algorithm. So it gets shared really widely. I think that it would be refreshing if it wasn't there. I think like it wasn't really there pre, pre-Cold pre War stuff. There was less, certainly less of it. So I don't think it would, it would be a bad thing if it went away. There'd still be plenty of content. For me, a huge thing that I'd say about the whole um, hacking situation is I think it's to do with the fact that these games are free to play and there's no, there's no barrier to to entry but that's difficult because you need your game sort of needs to be free to play now to, to do well and cross play and so it's a bit of a tough one because if, if it was if it was 30 quid per time you know to, to set up an account and to play it that would definitely stop people hacking for sure so it's i think it's a bit of a weird tension really that's going on yeah you, you mentioned about the uh the free games and people playing free games mostly but i think ea and fifa 22 i mean if you look at the price of their game I know, this year insane. was it 70 quid yeah d- the standard edition didn't include dual entitlement either so you had to get the ultimate edition <laughs> to be able to upgrade um it's released every no, year plus crazy. there's additional um additional optional add-ons in the game like fifa points etc it's wild um, it's so so wild i don't wild. i don't really know what's going to happen i don't know if someone's going to come in and somehow managed to like make a netflix of gaming style thing and kind of just i wonder if that will be the future eventually people I think that netflix want to be the netflix i yeah. think that's what they're trying to be aren't they i think it does make sense because if they can get enough users and generate massive yep. amounts of money they can pay off the gaming studio fifa i think there's just too much money yeah. to be made there yeah i don't know I, I i certainly miss the days of like ps2 when you just knew what you're going to get and you fell in love with that game and that sort of thing or even back in in the xbox it's just like kind of just like it's changed so much now where like yeah yeah like with battle passes and stuff like that like i just don't you know it is what it is is it free to play like i don't know if it is free to play really like (laughs) often oftentimes yeah i think a lot of people thought that e-football um the pez yeah thought that might be a competitor and then people have played it it's been in development for two years and it's probably the worst game that i've no, I've no it's like just uh, leave football alone like fifa like, yeah. fifa is like it's done they won they've won like no like, don't release a football game they can have their cake and eat it can't they they can have both exactly it's done but competition's good you know games like battlefield like you said if they're competing against call of duty if halo comes out and the battle royale game comes out that might spur a lot of people on and spur the developers on to create more and better content so we'll have to see what what comes in the next few I years i mean it's definitely stuff what... for like pro gaming scene that's still that's yeah. still going along like the halo just announced their very sports league uh, and yep. they've drawn in a lot of orgs like phase clan envy like big orgs are yep. committing to it so that will definitely draw interest just like compile it with the release of a battle royale and it could do really really well playstation there's no there's not going to be a halo on there and um, so that's yeah. a big thing but it could be a massive game but i mean like as i was just going to say before uh, matt has this question i think the gaming industry one of the great things about it is the will the will be a new game there will be a new Fortnite. Yeah. there will be a new Warzone. it's just a matter of time we've got the next gen consoles we've got pc graphics cards that are getting bigger and more powerful every time yeah. there if you can get your hands on one that is that's what um, i was going to say like next gen consoles yeah. where are they like 
Yeah. <laughs> and well, graphics cards are even scarcer, aren't they? But there will be a new game. It's just a, it's just a question of like, there's definitely things you could do. Like there's there's always slight variations on how things are done. Like you think about the premise of a battle royale, like you know, survive in the last person standing. There's all sorts of interesting things you could do with that. It's just like uh, it's just a matter of time, really. We'll see. I want to wish you all the best with with your streaming because, like Matt said, it's really entertaining the streams. I've, I've watched a couple of them in preparation for this for this chat. And I've really really enjoyed it. Um, Thank you, appreciate and that. It, looking at like the chat as it was going, it's clear that your audience enjoy it as well. And I just want to wish you all the best with Cheers, your buddy. with appreciate your journey. It. And I can't wait to see where you go in the future. I'll drop you a follow on Twitch. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> that'll do. And, it. Uh, yeah, if uh, if anyone doesn't doesn't know of you and want, wants to follow you, what's the best places they can they can follow you yeah, on, so on all your platforms? Twitch is really the best place I'd funnel people towards if you want to check me out. Uh, so it's just literally Wolf from Work. You'll see me there, and it's Wolf from Work on all platforms. So you'll just you'll find me on that. I I don't really post much other than on TikTok is my primary my primary place. So if you have TikTok, you follow me there. Forward slash Wolf from Work is the place. Who are the people in the background? Are they just is these people, just oh, these video. pencil pushers, yeah. It's yeah, is, yeah, is, yeah. That, is that Debris HR colleague yeah, there and yeah. then Jim this from IT? Here, this guy here, Tim, absolute worst. Just just a sheep. Yeah, I hate him. <laughs> really appreciate your time and um, good luck in the future. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Nathan. Thank you for listening to Level Up, the esports and gaming show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave us a rating and review. You can also follow us on Twitter at Level Up Pod, where you'll find all of our previous episodes and information about how to subscribe. We'll be back with a brand new episode very soon.